This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Al and Jerry are here with more sports news and other stories that they couldn't get to during the morning show. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Oh, yes, it is podcast time, post-game podcast time. Jerry is moving today, so I have the Eddie Scazzeri with me. Hello, podcast people. Now, normally I don't do a post-game podcast on Fridays because I like to run right out of here. Exactly. Like a boomer-type schedule. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yesterday I wasn't able to do one because I had a very important lunch meeting. It was a power lunch. And Boomer was using the studio to tape his Westwood One show. Right. Which uh, you also help uh, record and coordinate and all do that I? stuff. Is there a, well, you evidence don't get a, of a, you of don't that? do not get a thank you at the end of the show, mm-hmm. but I do see you working on it. Right. So uh, you were you were too busy. You couldn't come out and uh, do a podcast. Correct. So bonus podcast today. There you go. And I have a couple items here, Eddie, that are perfect for you. Okay. And uh, your types of topics. Topics hit my button wrong. Oh, right. You're an audible kind of guy, right? Yes, I am. You like uh, audio books? Correct. Books you'll, on tape. You'll often uh, listen to them driving in, driving home. Every day. Every day. Every day. How do you, first of all, I know some of these books are, are like many, many, many hours it takes. Yes. Now, you have books lined up that you haven't gotten to yet still. Even you commute, we commute a lot. The hours are. Uh, lengthy, mm-hmm. I would think you'd be mowing through these books. Well, it, you'd be surprised how long it can take because, uh, as you know, on the way in, it's about a 40-minute right. uh, commute. So if you're only listening, and then maybe on the way home, it's an hour on a good day. So it's not that long. And if you have a book that is 22 hours long, right. it takes you a few weeks okay. to then get through it. And currently, I am uh, listening to, re-listening, I guess I should say, to the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Ah. Of course, I uh, had to listen to The Hobbit first. So combined, that's almost 70 hours so, of listening. So if you're re-listening, that means yes. you've run out of ideas for books? Uh, no, I have uh, other ideas. But, uh, you know, there are times, like... There'll be times when I have a bunch that are lined up, mm-hmm. or if it's a new trilogy I'm listening to, that I know I just I'll have you know whatever two months of stuff planned out. But I, uh, I haven't listened to the Lord of the Rings for a few years, so it was time. All right, now check this out. Alrighty, uh, if you're a romance novelist, you're uh, if you're a uh, what is the company called? 
Uh, Harlequin? No, no, the no, no, the uh, Audible. 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 Audible.com, Yes. If you're an Audible person, owned, owned by Amazon, by the way. Got it. If you're an Audible person like you are, mm-hmm. and you are a romance novel fan, okay, there's a new feature. Quote where you can hit a button that's quote get to the good stuff. Ah, to the steamy sex scenes. In these romance novels. So it's sort of like audio pornography. Exactly. Right. It's sort of like red tube for audio. Yes. Now, these things are sorted. They have about 110 audiobooks right now in the romance category that have this feature. Okay. Uh, Sorted into clickable categories, such as hockey player. You could click it. It'll show you the various... Love-making scenes that involve a hockey player. All right. Uh, uh, brought together by a bet. Like uh, they had a bet, and if, if you lost the bet, you have to have relations with this person. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you can click age gap if you're looking for, you know, either an older woman, uh, younger man. I, I, uh, I understand. Oh, you follow that I one? Okay. All right. So, yeah, you just click take me to the good part, and it will take you there so you don't have to sit through the whole audiobook. Right. So why don't they just have stuff that's just that, that they sell just that? Right. Like, uh, you know, a compilation, if mm-hmm. you will, uh, of, of that sort of thing. Right. And by the way, that never did it for me. Audio yeah. uh, pornography? Yeah, you? Audio romance? No. No. Yeah, I... I yeah. What about reading it in a book? Uh, I generally would not be reading that kind of a book. Right. Uh, so I, I would never come across it. Like in The Hobbit, they don't describe uh, sex scenes. For right. Instance. Not happening. Now, uh, when I was uh, growing up, and mm-hmm. in, in my childhood, I can't really differentiate between when I was like 14 through 20. Like uh, uh, somewhere in there, I will tell you this. Okay. There was a, a book on the book. We had like a a bookshelf in the house. All right. My parents were where I was living. They were they were literate. That's good. N- not many books. There were a handful of books, and there were like other things on this bookshelf. Okay. You know, little statues and things, whatever it was, mm-hmm. knickknacks. Yes. But there was one book. I forget what it was called, but it was a, a white cover. And it looked somewhat like it was a rom- like some sort of romantic novel type of thing, Paperback? perhaps. No, it was a hardcover ah. book. Now, my dad used to work at Delta Airlines, so he would um, he was in charge at one point of the the people who would turn over the planes right. for the next flight. Mm-hmm. So he would bring me home Sports Illustrated, different things people would leave on the plane, right? Reading materials. So my guess is that that's where this book came from. He was like, "Oh, Bert, take this book home." I don't know what made me thumb through it, but there was a sex scene in it. Really? A descriptive uh, sex scene. And that excited you? It did. I didn't, really? This was before... Uh, uh, before you discovered pornography? It was... Uh, yes. Well, I guess just Playboy back then. Right. Well, that's pornography. But before I would uh, take care of myself. So I understand. Even reading this, while it did turn me on, I didn't do anything about right. it. But I remember. Well, well, right. So that because you, if you were fourteen, then that that moment in time was still nine years in the future, a, a little ways away. Mm-hmm. But I remember reading this very descriptive uh, scene of this guy uh, coming up behind this woman who was looking out a window and him lifting her skirt up and stuff, and it was very uh, sexual. Uh-huh. Uh huh. 
And I imagine if that were in an audio book, that might have turned me on. At that point. At that point. But you're right. Now? Right. We've seen too much, Eddie. It, we have. And and do you remember the name of the book? No, I wish I did. So, I believe it started with an O, strangely not enough. the story of O. No. That was like a required reading thing in some advanced uh, college courses. Really? Yes. That's kind of, it's weird, but it's about bondage and all sorts of yeah. kinky stuff. The story of O. Yeah, I, I don't even know how I would begin to search for the name of this book. If someone said it, I would know it. Really? It would click back Do in. Do you think it still, did it make it, when your parents moved, Yeah. did it make it into a no, box? because I've seen that same bookshelf. Okay. And it is not on that bookshelf. But maybe it's in like in a box in the basement. I don't know. So the next time you visit your parents, I'm just going to go down the basement. I just want to check for something. Should I say, where's that white romantic novel you had in the house? That might be awkward. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say no. Just look around myself. Yeah. Or or um, maybe uh, one of your sisters remembers the books. Uh, well, okay. That's uh, a... And slightly less awkward, slightly less, but you know, not, it'd still be awkward, but maybe slightly less awkward. Yeah. I really think it, I do remember it was a white cover. It had red lips on the front. Okay. And I believe it started with an O like Olivia or a lip something. Mm-hmm. How about this, Eddie? This, uh, I think you would like, whether you're a, whether you like Donald Trump or don't like Donald mm-hmm. Trump, I like the vindictiveness of this employee. Yes. An employee at Twitter. It was his last day on the job. Okay. And on his way out the door, he deleted Donald Trump's Twitter. <laughs> that is tremendous. <laughs> That's extra credit right there. It took 11 minutes for the company to realize that Donald Trump's Twitter was taken down. Because he must be on some list of high profile yes. or something, right? Yes. Uh, for 11 minutes at 7 p.m., People searching for Donald Trump's Twitter came up with a page that said, sorry, that page doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter's government and elections team tweeted about the error, first blaming it on human error, then saying it was due to a rogue employee who used their last day at the company to delete the president's account. That's tremendous. That is funny. And perhaps <laughs> this is like if you want to get all conspiracy theory. Yes. In that whole, that was just like the step one. Mm-hmm. And when they reactivated it, it's got some sort of a worm in it. Oh. So it might be able to be controlled. By I see what else. you're saying. I, that I like. That is an interesting conspiracy. So we'll see if he has any crazy tweet. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. So now if the tweets are coming from that account look crazy, they may be done by somebody else. Exactly. This is a headline alone is perfect for you. And the. Just one headline in this one story mm-hmm. has multiple things in it. It has uh, something about the Beatles. Okay. And something about Jesus. Ah. John Lennon's murderer, Mark Chapman, says Jesus has forgiven him. Really? <laughs> that's right. I did. Uh, well, that's very good. Yeah. But he's still incarcerated. He so is. society hasn't forgiven him. Uh, society has not forgiven him yet. He you remember says, the uh, the cop, what book he was holding when he gunned him down? Catcher in the Rye. Very good. I actually uh, read Catcher in the Rye because of that. Really? I wanted to see what it was about. And I also had read a book 
uh, Mark David Chapman wrote a book. Really? Yeah. After? Yeah, while okay. in prison. And I read that book along with Catcher in the Rye, and it was an interesting read. Hmm. What was the premise of Catcher in the Rye? That was one of those ones where I think I might have tried to read it, yeah. and it just was boring. Yeah, I'm sure I didn't grasp the real meaning. Okay. But the only thing I remember from The Catcher in the Rye to what Mark David Chapman was, was uh, Holden Caulfield in Catcher in the Rye did not like people who he thought were phonies. I see. And everywhere he looked, he thought, big phonies, big phonies. Uh, and then Mark David Chapman thought John Lennon had become a phony. I see. And then whoosh, that happened. And there was another sort of a, a Beatles-Jesus tie-in. I don't know if you remember this. I do uh, not. That at one point, I guess maybe about midway of the Beatles run, you know, maybe 66 or something like mm-hmm. that, John Lennon said that they were sort of a quip that they were bigger than Jesus. The Beatles were bigger than Jesus. And that caused all sorts of problems that there were the people were in this country were in the South, especially burning Beatles records and, mm-hmm. and disavowing them and hating them. Because I do recall he had said that. that. I do recall that now mm-hmm. that you say it. Yes. So Jesus has forgiven Mark David Chapman. All right. That's great. But uh, as you said, society has not. Mm-hmm. He has come up for parole a number of times. And- right. Denied. Just like when the, I love when Charles Manson comes up for a parole yes. with a yeah. swastika carved into his forehead. Yes. Uh, denied again, sir. Yeah, just based on that. Right. Just based on your forehead alone. And I'm going to end on something fun here. Eddie. Is it over already, Al? Uh, it is. We're coming to wow. the end. I've got things to do, Eddie. I understand. Orlando, Florida. A Florida couple on Halloween had a baby. Okay. Their last name... Well, is Frankenstein. That is awesome. <laughs> I did not know that that was uh, still a surname in use. Kyle and Jessica Frankenstein had a baby on Halloween. Okay. They may name the baby Oscar Gary Frankenstein. That's, 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 uh, that's going to build character for him throughout his life. Uh, they also have a 13-year-old daughter who was also born... On Halloween. That is a, a little bit of a coincidence. I would think they might be the devil children. And what's her name? It doesn't say in the article, so you don't know. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Uh, the baby's grandmother told a television station in Orlando the family's super excited to welcome its uh, oh to welcome its first baby born on Halloween, though she adds she does have a 13-year-old daughter who shares the same birthday as Frankenstein author Mary Shelley. Oh, I see. So not really anything. <laughs> Good. Well done. Good research, Al. No. Mm, sim salabim. Um, so and now it is over? Are you still fumbling for another piece of I might of have paper? one more thing Alrighty. for you. How about uh, the list of celebrities, dead celebrities that earn the most money. This is always a fun list. That still are earning? Yes. As, even though they're expired. Yes. So these are celebrities that are dead that make the most money every year. And I would say it would probably be musicians, although it could be some authors There are a number well. of musicians. I'll tell you this. There are a number of musicians. Movie stars, perhaps. I, do a, I see uh, an author or two, mm-hmm. and I see a movie star or two. 
So like a Frank Sinatra, John Lennon, perhaps. All right, let me look at that list. Oh, John right. Lennon, number nine. He makes $12 million a year. Number nine? Nine. Okay. Nine. John Lennon. Number one is Michael Jackson. Ah, He yes. brings in 75 mil a year. That's that's impressive. Number two, Arnold Palmer. Interesting. Bringing in forty million. Well, he had a lot of golf courses that he owned and a lot of other you know ventures that he was involved with. I see. I would never have guessed mm-hmm. Ar- Arnold Palmer would be on that list. Uh, number three, Charles Scholes from the wow, Peanuts. Yes, because they still rerun his uh, his uh, cartoon strip. Absolutely. Plus, El- uh, Elvis Presley is next. Of course. Bob Marley. Wow. Tom Petty. Although he just passed he just, away. Come on. Prince, right? Doctor Seuss, mm-hmm. Albert Einstein, still making ten mil a year. Wow, I mean his estate. Yeah. Um, wow, that that surprises. That's a me. surprising one. Right underneath Albert Einstein, David Bowie. Again, recently, yeah, uh, passed. Right, recently passed. All right, that's all. That's all I have for you. All right, that's an upbeat uh, note to end on. This, by the way, was a bonus podcast. Bonus podcast. Don't say we've never given you anything. And and by the way, it didn't cost you anything. No, this was free. This actually cost Al yeah. something. Time, my time. That's right. Which is very important. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, back on Monday. So. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, brought to you by Newcastle Building Products, the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. Use it on your roof already. Oh, hi there. Good morning. Crystal Presti in for Jerry Recco. You're stuck with me for one more day to close out the week here. This portion sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance and a good morning to Mr. Al Dukes. Oh, hi, CeeLo. Uh, today, Jerry's moving. Yes. Yesterday, he was sick. Now, yep. he's moving. Right. Some life. He's lazy. <laughs> or he's that. He's lazy. There's no conspiracy, though. Uh-huh. People were hitting me up on Twitter yesterday asking me if Jerry was in trouble. No. Quote, quote, unquote, trouble. He could never be in trouble. He's not. Jerry's a, uh, just moving today. As and he'll be back. As snarky as he might be in the power chair, he's never in trouble. He will be back uh, Monday. Uh, ah! Lo- oh, there he is. Uh, Cela, we had a, a terrific Jet game last night. Now, had they not lost those three games that they had leads in the fourth quarter, mm. even one or two of them, we'd be in good shape. Who's yes? Well, uh, collective Jets fans. Yes. Of uh, which I include myself sometimes. Yeah, that's, that's fair. But, of course, that's not the Jet way. They always make things difficult, and now they're in what we call NFL purgatory. Now, were you um, nervous a little bit at the end of the game where the Bills score? It's late in the fourth quarter. Then they get the onside kick and they score. Was I nervous? Yeah. Uh, it's hard to be nervous when you're passed out. Oh, you were asleep. Yes, but it was uh, very watching late. it back on NFL Network this morning. No, I mean, as bad as it's been the last couple of weeks where they've blown leads, I mean, they, they thoroughly outplayed the Bills in this game, and I felt that they had it they had it under control. You yes. would say that game was not even as close as the score. I would, yes. It was 34-7 early in the fourth quarter, and then uh, the Bills kind of add some window dressing, as we like to say. Cheap touchdowns. Yes. Uh, now, the Bills uniforms, for whatever reason, wh- uh, when I was watching the game, was those, those color rush uniforms. Mm. The Bills were in all white, or the white uh, with the red, white, and blue, all that sort of stuff. When they, would do, when they would do slow motion instant replay, it was screwing with the colors on my television. What do you mean by that? You know, like, on, like when a newscaster wears like a striped shirt, like this fellow right there, and okay. it like, kind of throws off the TV. The TV uh, gets all jumbly. I guess I'd not ever noticed well, that. Oh, the Bills uniforms. 
Last night, they were throwing off my television. So two years ago, when they played this game, first year of Color Rush, we had the big controversy because they wore the green and the red. Oh. The colorblind folks were upset. They could which not. Which is why the Bills wore the white, mm-hmm. and now it's screwing up your TV. So yeah. they, the NFL just can't win with these with the uniform yeah, just situation put the, here. Put the regular uniforms. But on. then it wouldn't be it wouldn't be color rush. It wouldn't be. And by the way, those are the Bills' regular uniforms. It's just normally when they wear the white jerseys, they wear blue pants, and when I they see. wear the blue jersey, they wear white pants. In this case, they just wore white on white. All right. You got all that? I do have that all, all that. So now Jets then the Jets don't play Sunday, right? See, no, well, they've no. just played. The following Sunday Correct. they uh, got the Buccaneers. Yes, they do. Giants Rams this Sunday. You are just all on top of it. Which by the way, we have tickets to on the uh, morning show with Boomer. Nice pop there. In the 7 a.m. and 9 a.m. hours. So look for that. Uh also terrible NFL news yesterday. Deshaun Watson tore his ACL in practice. Unbelievable. Now, all this talk, you know, remember Papa John the other day was all upset uh, that he was losing uh, pizza customers because yeah. he blamed it on the kneeling. And you uh, hear they talk about oversaturation, no need for Thursday night games, Monday night games, Sunday night games, Sunday night games, too much NFL. Mm. What do you think of this? People not watching as much because look how many star players are now gone this part of the season. Yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe to an extent, but, I mean, they had issues with the ratings last year. Uh, I mean, every season, there as the, as, over, as the season goes along, guys are going to go down. It's a violent sport. In this case, for Watson, it's unfortunate it wasn't a violent play. He just gets hurt running in practice. But, um, yeah, I mean, it maybe this year a little bit more than others, but I, I don't know. The, I don't think you can point to one individual factor. I think it's the sum of the parts. It's a combination of things that's affecting people. And I know from a personal standpoint, I mean, we have to watch for what we do every day. But it's like every now and then you're looking for a soft landing spot, a break on a night, where it's like I don't have to watch this game, watch this game, watch that game. So Thursday, all day Sunday, Sunday night, Monday night, it's a, it's a lot, you know? It, you, there's not that one marquee game per week to look forward to, and you've got all these primetime games that uh, are on national TV. Uh, and then the Colts said Andrew Luck is on IR. He's out for the rest of the year. Colts fans took to Twitter yesterday very angry. They want refunds, and they want refunds for their Sunday ticket. I guess the feeling there is this, they felt this is something that the Colts should have known at the beginning of the season. Deceived. You got no Aaron Rodgers. You got no Odell Beckham Jr. The stars, CeeLo. J.J. Watt. Yep. David Johnson, who's an outstanding running back for the Arizona Cardinals. All these guys get hurt. I hate to be the old guy. Maybe Eddie will back me up as second old guy. Sure. Yeah. I don't remember, like, in the 80s. Oh, here we go. 90s. Like, guys constantly getting hurt. Constantly. Like, I was a Cowboy fan growing up. I don't recall... Stallback, Danny White, Troy Aikman. I don't recall these guys going down for seasons. And now it happens all the time. You know what I've come to learn, Al? Thank you. Flab doesn't cause injury. Uh, If you're like a little bit out of shape. Just like, you know, these guys are all so ripped and wound tight now in terms of their bodies. And I feel like they're just ready to snap at any moment. Right. I don't think that was the case back in the day. They're all jacked up. Yes. And let me give you this before the break, CeeLo. We've got a Twitter beef situation between two gentlemen from the 80s, oh boy. Brutus the Barber Beefcake and the Hulkster, Hulk Hogan. Okay. I know one of those people. You know Hulk Hogan. Yes. You don't know Brutus the Barber Beefcake. I do not. 
I do not. And I, I, that may be embarrassing. I may be outing myself it here. It is quite embarrassing. I, I'm just not. I never was into the wrestling stuff. Well, ever. they were friends off, uh, out of the ring. Mm. Uh, and yesterday, very innocently, the Hulkster tweeted out, Brother. Oh, he wrote, It's time to give myself a stone-cold haircut, brother. Innocent. Who's bro- is he directing this at this no, other no, fella? No, he wasn't. Just Brother's throwing just it out there. Generic. Hey, okay. people like to know what the Hulkster's doing. Okay. I need a haircut. So brother is his how he's collectively brother. addressing his Twitter followers. He calls everyone brother. When Hulkamania rules, when Hulkamania lives forever, when Hulkamania puts you down on your knees, I want the whole world to realize mm-hmm. that I beat just your best. Exactly. Right. Brother. So brother. he need a haircut. Simple. A fan wrote, hey... Maybe Brutus the Barber Beefcake could help you out. Tagged Brutus the Barber Beefcake. The barber responded, Brother, I'd love to give the Hulkster a shave, but he won't come near me. He's too busy with my (laughs) ex-wife. Brother. And then it got... Always comes down to women. It escalated from there. Yeah, well. And then, then Brutus the Barber's daughter retweeted the Hulkster. Oh, boy. Because she's not even, her and her father have a bad relationship. So things are not going well with wrestlers from the 80s on Twitter. It seems to me that the Twitter beef is sort of the, uh, that's the side to all this. There's there's a lot of other underlying issues yeah. that are going on. The Twitter thing is just kind of how we're all aware of it. But there's some there's some bad stuff Al, going qu- on. Here. question for yes. someone who is ignorant of uh, Twitter. Who's got a bigger tweenus? Oh, uh, definitely Hulk Hogan, more well-known. A fellow like uh, CeeLo over here doesn't even know who Brutus the Barber Beefcake is. That's not is. saying much. Nor did, I didn't either. Oh, All right. thanks, Eddie. I suppose what is you, a tweenus now? I mean, he like, Twitter he, penis. The size of your Twitter following. Oh, I see. Okay. I suppose you're not aware of the Junkyard Dog either? I've no. heard of that, right. I think. Hmm. No, know nothing about he or it. Well, you're you're a younger fella, Eddie. I mean, I'm 30, no excuse. Thirty one, going on thirty two now. Eddie's got no excuse for not knowing Brutus the Barber Beefcake. So hopefully they uh, squash that, Silo. All right. Well, we'll hope that they do. Yeah. In the meantime, we'll tell you that uh, you have enough things to worry about every day. And obviously, Hulk Hogan and his yeah. buddy have some things to worry about. But insurance shouldn't be one of those things you can leave worry behind. With Liberty stands with you, Liberty Mutual Insurance. We're coming right back. Card for kitchen, dining, and event information. It's the dynamic duo of Alan Jerry on the warm-up show brought to you by Newcastle building products and the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M the superheroes of building products all right Crystal Presti in for Jerry this morning sponsored by Discover Card the Jets get to four and five snap their three-game skid 34-21 home win over the Bills they run for a buck 94 recover three fumbles sack Tyrod Taylor seven times Knicks and Nets had the night off Rangers topped the lightning in overtime two to one JT Miller with the game winner Islanders fell short in DC losing to the Caps four to three and Kevin Long leaves the Mets to become the hitting coach with the Washington Nationals Discover Card alerts you if they find your social security number on any one of thousands of risky websites it's free for card members Sign up online at discover.com slash free alerts. Limitations apply. Go ahead, Al. CeeLo, not only do uh, Hulk Hogan and Brutus the Barber Beefcake uh, have a Twitter situation, but uh, Eric Decker had to talk to his wife. Yeah, what's this about now? Well, she tweets. She's very, you know, into tweeting during the games. That was an issue at times when he was with the Jets. Yeah, so he thinks it could possibly be putting him in a bad situation at times because she tweets during the games. And he doesn't want it to become a distraction. Probably because he's not great this year. You know what? Yeah. He's right, though. I agree with. Don't 
you know, no family members right. tweeting during the game. But why now all of a sudden it's like you would think that would go less, that would go more unnoticed in Nashville. Yes. He was, he, she would, did it here when he was with the Jets, and he just kind of was like, well, she's, be like, she's supportive. Okay, no big deal. Now it's a problem? It'd be like if uh, during the show your wife was uh, critiquing Boomer. Boomer's uh, radio performance. Uh, that, that wouldn't go over too well. <laughs> that would that not would, be good at all. No. That would not be good. But, I mean, she would be saying, well, you know, look, they're picking on my husband. Yes. He doesn't get a chance to, you know, show who he is and all this other crap. Right. I would just say, stop the tweeting family members. Just, Did you see uh, that quarterback of yours, Boomer? Yeah, that was my wife. Meanwhile, he threw some interceptions. It'd be perfectly okay. fine, though, if she said, you know, get these NARPs away from Boomer. My, my husband's a NARP. Get him out of there. Yeah, right, exactly. Something that you'd like be that. fine yes, with. You gotta, yeah, well, no you got to be really careful about what, because I'm telling you, everybody knows what's going on. I told you what happened to me, Al, with the Jets and uh, one of my teammates' family saying some unkind things about me in the stands and my family hearing it. They were nearby. They were right, sitting nearby. Home, you're not going to believe what this guy's family said. You know what I'm like? Oh, God, here we go. I don't, that's like the last level of the stress that I Oh, it was a teammate. The fumbles. It was a teammate's family. Thinking that I was in, inaccurately throwing him the ball because oh. of, I don't know why, <laughs> but they said some stupid reason why. Right. Not knowing that the person that they love on the field was going the wrong way. Hey, Boom, <laughs> could you get in the same zip code as your <laughs> microphone? Jesus. I'm glad Eddie said it. I, I didn't want to put you there. So. You know what? I worked last night. Yeah. I have. I got a very short fuse today. <laughs> oh, Somebody's going. One of you narps is going down. Getting today. knocked out. It's going to spray <laughs> someone down you. with that fire extinguisher over there. Yeah. How do you know if a fire extinguisher actually works until you use it? New York Yankees <laughs> baseball.